Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. So happy to be joining you all today. This is Expert Fantasy Football Advice today with your boy, Rick Sincere. They asked me, why, why, why do you believe that you're an expert and you have the ability to give our expert fantasy football advice? And I say to you humbly that I have been playing fantasy football for, golly, almost 15 years. And along with those 15 years, your boy got 15 championships you feel me (laughs) no no i got more than that but anyway um no 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 i I just um i love the game i enjoy the game i study the game i watch the game and i pay attention to all the games just like you do if you're a fantasy guy yourself and i'm just gonna give you some tidbits and some a little bit of advice based on what i know and based on the trends that i'm seeing this may be completely wrong. Humbly speaking, I may gu- I may guide you straight into the lake. <laughs> but hopefully I don't. And, and hopefully this ain't the only podcast you listen to. I always say that safety and a multitude of counsel. And this is my counsel for this week. So let's get into it. All right. First off, we're going to start off with um, disappointing. We'll start off with disappointing um, players, players who disappointed you this week, and I'll just kind of name off a few. I won't go into great detail about it, but I will um, name off a few players. First off, let's talk. A lot of people um, believe that Saquon Barkley was going to have um, a big-time breakout year. You thought Saquon Barkley would be that type of a guy for you this year, the type of guy who you pick first. Right? Like the big argument at the beginning of the year was who do I pick first? Elvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, or Christian McCaffrey? And overwhelmingly, people said pick Christian McCaffrey. But you know who you are, and I know who I am. So who'd you pick? I don't know. You probably went with Saquon, or maybe um you're like me. I'm a Saints fan. I went with Elvin Kamara, and right there I missed out on Christian McCaffrey. Now In some leagues, I didn't. In some leagues, I was like, you know what? Let me go with the other people's advice. Whenever I went with the majority advice on that one, I was absolutely right. Christian McCaffrey was the guy. It was the guy to go with then, has been the guy, and has proven on a week-to-week basis that he is the guy. Saquon Barkley, however, many people had a lot of different reasons why Saquon wouldn't be the guy this year. They thought Eli would hold him back. They saw Daniel Jones as being somebody who who would hurt or hamper him from moving forward. Saquon Barkley has not been fully healthy as of late. He started off the year pretty okay, but he hasn't been fully healthy as of late. It's starting to show. I feel like he came back way too early from his injury, and by coming back too early from his injury and by being Superman, right, we got, we're got we seeing that he's mortal, and he is not doing well. One rushing yard? One rushing yard for Saquon Barkley last week. Disappointing. Drew Brees, you expected Drew Brees to have an awesome day against what some people believe were the hapless Falcons. He did not. He did not have an awesome day. Zero passing touchdowns for Drew Brees. If you watched him on the day, and of course, he did throw for a lot of yards. At the same time, those were garbage time yards. I don't know if you were watching the game, but he was locked up for 
four quarters. And it wasn't until like somewhere towards the end where he was able to drive the ball down the field and get the ball into Michael Thomas. And still, and still, on the one-yard line, they get stopped. And on the one-yard line, he is unable to produce and get past it. And and they stop Michael Thomas right at the one-yard line. He does not get the touchdown. So, you look at the situation with, with Drew Brees. Um, of course, you expected him to maybe have some a little rust on him, not last week, but the week before the bye. You thought he would come back in a little rusty. He did not come back rusty then. He's rusty now. And in the dome, you just didn't expect it. You just look at a guy like him. You just don't expect what you saw. And what you got from him was just not a phenomenal performance. And, and, and you hate to see it. You just simply hate to see it, but it's true. But it's true. You looked at a guy like Drew Brees, you just expected a better performance, and you did not get what you were expecting from Drew Brees. He just didn't deliver, and and that's okay. And that's okay. You know, you just look at it. There were so many other better quarterbacks. Um, Patrick Mahomes, for one, we'll talk about him. Lamar Jackson was a better quarterback. Kyler Murray was a better quarterback. Dak Prescott with his Dak dance. Y'all saw it? Yeah, boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 You saw the Dak dance, man. Dak was a better quarterback this week. All those guys netting you more um, netting you more points. If, if you're playing them in fantasy, Dak with three touchdowns. Daniel Jones was a better quarterback this week. Um, 308 yards, four touchdowns. You look at a guy like Daniel Jones, and you just don't expect him on any given week to be better than a Drew Brees, but he was. Drew Brees had a poultry week. Only 287 passing yards, and like I said, no touchdowns. He was sacked six times. And if you're losing points for sacks, Man, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you the key to New Orleans. Whenever they're going against a um, a strong defensive tackle, like if they have a dominant defensive tackle, and I think this week they're going to be going up against two, when they're going up against strong defensive tackles, you got to pay attention to that because the interior of their line, not not on the right side. The right side is pretty okay with Larry Warford. Larry Warford. Warford. But on the other side, right, when you look at the other side, Andres Pete is there. Andres Pete is the weak link. He was the reason why the Rams were able to get two breeze and hurt him in the first place. And this week, he also uh, was the reason why Drew Breeze was under siege. He was under siege. He couldn't do anything. And Andres Pete was one of the reasons. When he moved out of the game, he got kicked out of the game. The other guy was Will Clapp. And then he became the reason why Drew Breeze was under siege. Drew needs that interior to be protected. And he did not have it this week. And so... Um, you didn't you didn't foresee it and nobody could have. And so don't feel bad about not foreseeing it. And you probably started him because if you have Drew Brees, most likely you're starting him unless you have Patrick Mahomes as well or, or Lamar Jackson or something like that. But most likely you don't. So you have Drew um, and you expected him to do well in a plus matchup and he did not. So he was a bit of a disappointment this week. And hey, you know, you just simply have to tip your hat to him. All right. So. Who was disappointed this week? Phillip Rivers was another disappointment. You expected Phillip Rivers to do better this week, and um, and most likely you were disappointed. You were disappointed by Phillip Rivers. He didn't have a horrible day. He didn't have a horrible day, but at the same time, you didn't get from Phillip Rivers what you were expecting to get, right? So um, those guys kind of top my disappointment list. Now, granted, there are a lot more guys who disappointed um, this week, but those guys kind of top my list. All right, now let's hop into some guys who surprised me with their production. 
because um, you can't just live in the sour, man. You have to kind of move on to what's what's great and what feels good. And and one of the um, a few players. I'm, I'm going to talk players first, and then I'm going to visit some defenses. Mitch Trubisky, welcome back, bro. Welcome back to relevance, Mitch Trubisky. No, you didn't top 200 yards passing, but you did throw three TDs, man, and that is great. You want to see a guy like Mitch Trubisky um, do well if he's on your fantasy league and you're in the two-quarterback <laughs> league and you absolutely need him to do something. Um personal testimony oh you want to see him do well you look at a guy like Mitch Trubisky on three touchdowns welcome back Devontae Adams my guy welcome back man Devontae Adams had a great day seven receptions 118 yards no he has not crossed that threshold yet he did have a ton of opportunities to score did not score did not was not able to cash in but seven receptions 118 will take that great job Devontae Adams Ronald Jones my man Welcome to the party. Ronald Jones had a rushing touchdown. He also contributed eight receptions for 77 yards. If you have Ronald Jones in a PPR, you ate. You ate this weekend. Ronald Jones did well. Look, you should have been a little bit ahead of the curve, man. People were telling people, people were telling, um, you know, fantasy football, you know, well, telling the fantasy football community because Everybody was a little bit ahead of the game. If you're an expert, you knew about Ronald Jones. You were just waiting for him to get a starting opportunity. And now he has one. He is the starter. He's the guy. And they're throwing to him out of the backfield. And he's getting those goal line touches. Yes, Peyton Barber did rob him at the line and go ahead and get his go-ahead touchdown, which you thought should have went to Ronald Jones. But it did not. It's fine. He still did well. One rushing touchdown, a reception, 77 yards. You're geeked up. About what you're getting to see out of a Ronald Jones. All right, now another guy we have to welcome back to the party, my guy Patrick Mahomes. Now, were you surprised by his production? Uh, slightly, um, but it's still a young Patrick Mahomes. Dude's a gunslinger. He is a phenomenal quarterback in a great system. He has a comfortable system, and you saw you saw the awesomeness of that system when Matt Moore jumped in it. Right, Matt Moore came in the system and still did well. He looked like a he looked like a legit starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Right? Didn't didn't Matt Moore look like? And I, you know, it's funny because he used to be, but didn't Matt Moore look like he can be a legit starter in the league, especially in that system? System is great. So imagine bringing back a Patrick Mahomes who looked great yesterday. Welcome back, four hundred and forty six yards and three touchdowns. No, you didn't get the win, my man, but. You helped a lot of people go towards their victory. And I love Patrick Mahomes for that type of stuff. Now let's hop into some defenses that looked great. New York. New York Jets. They looked great yesterday. And you really didn't expect them. I mean, well, they gave up four touchdowns. Of course. But they did a lot on defense in order to get themselves some points. Y'all saw the strip by Jamal Adams. Bring that back for a touchdown. That kind of stuff. You didn't expect them to score well on a day like that day, but they did. And going forward, the New York Giants defense, they have a light schedule. 
They have a light schedule and you should pay attention to what's going on with that light schedule because the more and more um, that you know how to hit on those of your streaming defenses, you can look towards them. There's a few defenses that you should look towards. I'm going to highlight them. Well, actually, there's two that I'm really paying attention to right now. One of those defenses is the New York Jets. If you look at them and their schedule moving forward, they have a plus schedule. So going forward, this is how their schedule reads out. There are some blips, but outside of that, they should be decent. Right, they have Washington next week, and you don't know who you're gonna get. You may get Dwayne Haskins if you get Haskins plus matchup, right? That's a plus matchup. Oakland is right after that. No, that's not a great matchup for them, so they're not a part of this great matchup trend. But um, three out of the three out of their next four games are plus matchups. After they lose to, I mean, not lose to Oakland, my bad. After they get Oakland, then they have Cincy, and after that, Miami. They have three out of four plus matchups. Now, in the playoffs, go away from them. Go away from them. They have um, Baltimore, and then they have Pittsburgh. So go away from them uh, when it comes to the playoffs. Pittsburgh could be okay if you kind of want to go back and think about them for the championship game. Um, but listen, they have a good, they have some good matchups. So they're, they're, they're pretty decent moving forward. But the team that has what I believe is the best defensive schedule moving forward is the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially now that they have a playmaking safety in Minka Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick has been a revelation to this team. He has been awesome. Ever since he came over, he's been picking the ball off, bringing it to the house. You look at Pittsburgh's schedule moving forward, here it is. They have Cleveland, Cincy, um, Cleveland again, Arizona, Buffalo, and at the end, in the championship game, they have the New York Jets. My guy, my seeing ghost man, Sam Darnold. So think about this for a second. You look at this Pittsburgh defense, and they are a good defense. If they're still on your waiver wire, they wouldn't be on my waiver wire straight up. I don't. I, if I if I'm looking at them, there's not a situation where they're still on my waiver wire. In no way, shape, or form are they going to be on my waiver wire moving forward. I'm picking those guys up. And this leads us to our next topic, waiver wire targets, because I have a few guys for you to think about, right? Think about moving forward, because these guys are some guys you should definitely want on your fantasy team. All right, we'll hop back in with our two segments. We'll go waiver wire, and then right after we talk about the waiver wire, we'll do a quick trust fall, our signature start and sit game. And after that, we will be on our way out. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, let's hop into our next segment, which is our waiver wire guys. Let's talk about some guys who you can pick up on the waiver wire this week, who you should at least be targeting. And listen, I don't know your league. I don't know whether you're in a 10-team league or a 14 league or a 12-team league, um, but these are some guys that are typically out there. So they're, they're still out there um, to be had. They're still, um, they're still available in a lot of leagues. And so I want you to start thinking about picking up some of these guys because these guys could help you move on to your fantasy football championship let's hop in first guy i want to bring up is brian hill if you looked at Avante freeman um he went out this week and he went out with what could be a a 
extensive injury and he could be out for a little bit of time when Brian Hill came in the game. A lot of people, if you look, pay attention to Twitter, people have been clamoring for Brian Hill. They wanted him to, to take on a bigger role in that backfield. They thought that he was one of the more talented running backs in the backfield. Regardless of who else was around, even when Vontae was there, people were asking if Brian Hill could get more of a role. He went out against this stifling Saints run defense. I'll say that. This run defense and he did well. He had a pretty decent day, and if he did well against them, he could do well moving forward. He could actually be the guy moving forward in a three-down role. So you want, and look, this is the obvious one. This isn't even one of the ones that I'm diving deep in. This is obvious. Go pick up Brian Hill if you can. If Vontae Freeman is out for any extension of time, Brian Hill will become the, the guy. Those Falcons are apparently not giving up after the whipping they put on the Saints 26-9. So you look at a guy like Brian Hill, he may be a guy to get you over the hump. Another guy. Jared Cook. Now, he may be on your waiver wire. He may not be. But listen, he came alive last week. Six catches on 10 targets. Yes, he has been horrible for most of the season. And 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 yeah, he started to come back a little bit right before the bye. But pay attention to this. Over the offseason, him and Drew Brees had really good chemistry. They put pushed like life. I mean, the Saints organization pushed like everything they had in them. They pushed with everything they had in them to go and get a secondary receiving threat. They could not find one. Nobody gave them a pass catching threat. They can't get one for the life of them. That's fine. They're going to go ahead with Jared Cook as their second guy. And listen, 10 targets for a tight end in this situation that we're in now and it's tight end dearth like when there's no tight ends around man pick up jared cook and see if he can help you out 10 targets that's a good look for him another tight end i'll give you jacob hollister right Three touchdowns in his last two outings with Russell Wilson. This guy is an athlete. He just went for a touchdown this week. He has been targeted a lot. And plus, you saw the the catch. You saw the catch on Monday Night Football when the Seattle Seahawks defeated the San Francisco 49ers. There is a reason. The reason why this guy is doing so well, he's an athlete. He's an athlete, right? Not to say Disley wasn't. Disley was great, but Disley's gone now. And so somebody has to step up and fill that role. Jacob Hollister has. Now, of course, um, Eric, I mean, uh, Ed Dickerson um, could be coming back. You don't know at what point he, he could be coming back. But this guy right now, Jacob Hollister, is the guy. He's been the guy um, in that Disley role. I go ahead and roll the dice on Jacob Hollister. And last but not least, Will Fuller. He may be on your waiver wire. A lot of people thought that after the injury, he was done. You guys know, you know Will Fuller. You know what time this is. This time of, this time of the uh, season, it's not really Will Fuller's time, right? He's already kind of peaked out. He's peaked, he got injured, and then he kind of like... Does a little something moving forward, but nothing big, right? Um, go back at Jacob Hollister just for one second. He's owning only 7% of the leagues, right? So let's keep going. Anyway, you look at a guy like um, Will Fuller, and you're saying, man, Will Fuller, this is not his peak time anymore, right? Um, maybe maybe he's just not going to be the Will Fuller we see in the beginning of every season when he's dominating because of his deep speed. Well, he's back this week at practice. He actually practiced for the first time um, in a while this Monday. So he's actually back at practice. He's only owned in 55% of leagues. And I think moving forward, 
um, you're going to need to pick him up. I mean, he may be a good receiving threat. There's not a ton of guys out there right now available wide receivers. He may be a guy who can help you out moving forward, especially if you're in one of those deeper leagues. I would look into a Will Fuller just to see if, you know, I can make that waiver play. All right, here we go. We're going to hop into our very last segment. The last segment is called Trust Fall. Are you ready? Hopefully you are. This is how we play this. Um, I throw out a name. I throw out a situation. And then I say, I throw out a name, I throw out a situation. And then I say how I would handle them this week going forward. Red light, yellow light, or green light. And as I look at this, um, there's a few names on here that maybe you'll be interested in. Let's talk. All right. This week, Jarvis Landry went off and everybody got a chance to see the Jarvis Landry that they thought they were going to see earlier in the season. You have not seen him do extremely well um, in the in the beginning of the season. He actually hit a lot of waiver wires, but you look at Jarvis Landry and Jarvis Landry is back. Jarvis Landry is back. Well, at least he was back last week. The question is, how do you play Jarvis Landry against a team like Pittsburgh this week? Upcoming, you look at this matchup. Pittsburgh has been doing extremely well. However, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry may be back. I'm going to go with a green light for Jarvis Landry versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. You look at him. You look at him. He's in that slot role. I think most of the attention will go to Odell Beckham. If you saw it, it went there last week, right? He was double covered a lot. You look at Landry. He can work the underneath routes. I don't think they're going to be too. Um, I don't think they're going to be too risky going up against this Pittsburgh defense. Mika Fitzpatrick has changed what you can do deep ball wise against this Pittsburgh um, defense. You have to look in the underneath routes, and I think the underneath, the the stuff that can come open in the middle of the field, that's all Landry. I'm going to go ahead and give him the green light. All right, Ty Gurley played this week. He did pretty okay, but he didn't. he's not Ty Gurley, and you look at him, and he just hasn't been the same guy. This week, he has a matchup against Chicago. Question is, what do you do with Ty Gurley in a matchup against Chicago? Well, I'm going to have to hit him with the red light. Even if you're in a 10-team league, I don't see Ty Gurley as having a stellar day against a pretty decent defense um, in the Chicago Bears. And I call them decent because they used to be phenomenal at the beginning of the season. This week, they were they were back to, to what I thought they were a little bit before. But, man, Chicago... Um, Chicago is just not a great matchup for Ty Gurley. Plus, he didn't even play in the fourth quarter. You look at that and it says to me that they are load managing Ty Gurley. It's clear. It's clear that they're load managing him. They're just not saying it. So you look at Ty Gurley and I just would not start him. Um, Not this week, not against Chicago. I'm waiting for a better matchup for him. That's a red light for me. Ronald Jones. You heard me say Ronald, Ronald, Ronald. He's killing it. My dude killed it. He had it. He finally got the opening. It was finally his show. And he did he did well. He did great. Right? You look at the guy, he just had a phenomenal day. Now he gets the Saints. He's gonna be at home. Um, you saw Brian Hill just run through the Saints defense this week. And it was wow, it was it was heartbreaking for Saints fans. But will Ronald Jones have the same type of success? I'm going to have to go with a red light for Ronald Jones. Why am I going with the red light for Ronald? Well, I'm going with, for the red light. I'm going with the red light because of this. Um, I believe that the passing game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be a lot more open, especially if Saints cornerback Marshawn Lattimore 
is out. Now, that may lead to a little bit, a few more goal line um, opportunities for Ronald Jones, and he may actually take full advantage of those goal line opportunities. In that way, man, he may be the play, right? Um, but at the same time, Saints defensively, they have made running backs disappear on a week-to-week basis. They have. The only last week they weren't able to make that running back disappear because they probably didn't expect that to be the goal, and they were hampered by injuries in the middle of the game. But if you look at the situation, they have a full week to prepare for Ronald Jones. I think they shut down Ronald Jones. I give him the red light. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, and I'm fine with that. I give Rojo the red light this week. All right, Mike Gusecki, Um, I look at him against Buffalo. Last time he played against them, he went four catches for 41 yards against them the last time they met up, but they ranked second against the tight end, and you look at you look at Buffalo. Buffalo's defense is legit, um, I, and Mike let us all down this week. Mike should have been at the top of that letdown list. A lot of buzz about him, a ton of buzz. Mike Gusecki, you got to check him out. He's a tight end. He's coming up. You know him and Fitzpatrick there. They have a connection, da 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 da, da right? And then at the end of the day, he gave you zeros, uh, nothing. He just didn't do anything for your fantasy team. And I think he does the same thing next week against Buffalo. I don't foresee him having a phenomenal day. And then last but not least, Terrell Williams. You look at him. Um, no, he hasn't been. He's been good throughout the course of the year. He hasn't been stellar. Now he gets a matchup against Cincy, and you wonder what's going to happen in that situation. How do I handle Terrell Williams, wide receiver for the Raiders, moving forward next week against Cincinnati? How do I handle him? Green light. Light it up. Look, Lamar just went in and lit them up. Um, Hollywood Brown had a, had a good day against them as well. Terrell is good for at least one bomb and a score. I'm giving Terrell Williams the absolute green light against Cincy. Um, and he may be the guy who you're like, I don't know whether I should start him or not start him. Um, it says here that it's yellow, whatever. It's a green light for me. I say Terrell Williams will have a good day against Cincinnati next week. Um, and look, I may be wrong. He may lead my disappointments next week. But if I'm right and he on your bench, you're going to be like, dang, he tried to help. And I did. All right, Joe. So, look, we are out. This has been an awesome segment of expert fantasy football advice. I hope that I'm helping you out. I hope that I'm pushing you towards a championship in your league. Hey, if you want to know more stuff that we're doing, all you have to do, and I apologize for the voice this morning, y'all. I'm not feeling, like, super geeked up. But if you want, um, so please forgive me. But if you want to hear more of our our content, you want to get more into what we do, join our Facebook group, man. We have a power hour every win- every Wednesday at 12 um, where we hop in there and the, the guys from MTMV are there. We're debating big time topics. Last week, um, we talked about, um, we, we compared Michael Vick to Lamar Jackson. And we said, if you were starting a franchise, who would you start off with? Right. And that count that went on for man, the whole entire hour was like, boom, 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 boom. Comment after comment, argument after argument. And so um, hopefully this week goes the same way. Power Hour is one of our cool segments. One of our cool new segments kind of picked up what well, kind of um, dished out there by Venora Lewis. 
um, Anora Natish, who is uh, one of our uh, MTMV sports correspondents. She has this show called The V Report. You can check her out weekly as well. Um, but she thought about it. We put it up, and it's been a pretty good segment so far. We want you to join our Facebook group so you can be a part of the action, man. We hope to meet you and debate with you there. If you're like, you know what, I'm not ready for Facebook yet, holler at us on Twitter. We throw up stuff all the time. Feel free to comment on it. It's at MTMV Sports. If, it, if, it, if, if you need a follow, it's a good follow, I'm telling you. All right, anyway, hey, y'all have a blessed day. It's Rick Sincere. I'm out. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot.